This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Canada, remember to check out Kelly and Company right from your TV, folks. Listen in on Bell Channel 49 and Bell Alliant Channel 66. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. I'm Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. And we're getting a familiar voice back on the shows. <laughs> Joining us last week all through the show, co-hosting with me was Danielle McLaughlin. Well, it's time for Know Your Rights with her. Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights. Well, technically, Danielle, we had two days together, and one day when it was just you, and then the day after it was just me. So it has been a while. How are you? It's been a while. I'm uh, a little warm and sticky, but other than that, I'm happy to, you know, when I'm not here, I get kind of lonely. I miss you guys. Yeah. Yeah. There's (laughs) so many of us to talk to here on the show. Danielle, you're always... wonderful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're always keeping us posted about different things going on. So last week, uh, the Parliamentary Secretary for Anti-Racism Initiatives issued a statement on the recent release of the 2021 hate crime statistics by Stats Canada. So let's kind of dissect this um, report and the findings and, and everything that we should be cognizant of. What is a hate crime? Maybe we should start there. Let's start there. Um, a hate crime is something that is already a crime like uh, vandalism or assault or something like that that is either motivated by or exacerbated by hatred so for example if uh, somebody hits you because they don't like you uh, that's a crime Um, if they hit you because of your race or your religion that could constitute a hate crime and people have said well how do you know why somebody hits you isn't it enough that you know they've they've caused you the you know the pain and suffering that they've caused you by by you know with a crime all by itself and besides you'll be you know the person who commits that crime will be penalized other people have said when a crime like that is committed um out of uh you know a, a strong dislike or hatred for an identifiable minority then the rest of the people belonging to that minority live in fear they they're afraid that you know they could be next if if somebody hits you because you're their next door neighbor and you stole the pumpkins out of their pumpkin patch um i'm not afraid because i don't live near you and i'm not going to steal your pumpkins anyway uh if that person goes after you because you and i share a a common disability for example and that person has stated broadly that they dislike people with this disability I'm going to be more afraid because I know that I could be targeted as well. Now, some people say, you know, it doesn't matter why. Well, it's interesting. The Federal Anti-Racism Secretariat, and that's a whole lot of words, uh, leads a, as this is a quote, leads a whole of government approach to working with federal organizations other orders of government and civil society to identify systemic racial barriers and gaps, develop new initiatives, and consider the impacts of new and existing policies, services, and programs on racialized Indigenous and religious minority communities. And they believe that the work builds towards longer 
term federal actions against racism and discrimination in Canada. Um, the, the jury's still out, does it? Doesn't it? We don't actually know the answer to that. They've been around uh, for a while. And um, since 1962, Stats Canada has collected information on uh, all criminal incidents reported by the Canadian police services. And then more recently, they've started sort of looking at victimization specifically based on certain um, uh issues, you know, certain target zones. So here's um, what Stats Canada has released recently. They say the number of police reported hate crimes increased 27% to 3,360 incidents in 2021 compared with 2019. Hate crimes have increased 72% over the last two years. That's a whole lot. Wow. Um, more hate crimes targeting religion up 67%, including Jewish, Muslim, and Catholic, and sexual orientation up 64%, accounted for most of the national change, along with more incidents targeting race or ethnicity, that's up 6%. Now, we know that people who live with disabilities are frequently targeted um, for criminal activity. The question is, you know, would that be considered hate crime uh, or is it just crime of advantage? For example, if you can't see mm-hmm. that somebody's stealing your purse, uh, they have the advantage of being able to steal your purse without your, your seeing it. Um, if you're in a wheelchair, if you use a wheelchair and you can't run after somebody who's stolen your purse, there's another crime of, adva- you know, they're taking advantage of, of, of a disability. So does that qualify as a hate crime? Probably not. Uh, yeah, yeah. So It's interesting but, too, Danielle, because looking at the numbers that you just mentioned, you start thinking, trying to figure out why. Is it anger, yeah. frustration from the pandemic? We had a lot of people when the pandemic started targeting Asian people because of Absolutely. the concerns of this is coming from China, whatever, and they group everyone together or, mm-hmm. or regardless, target somebody in blame. There are a lot of time, and I've always tried to understand when we start with our ridiculous racial comments, our insults, and often there seems to be a frustration or some kind of perceived blame we have. We, you know, my family used to always say, well, we don't like anything we don't understand, and that includes people. If we don't That's understand right. them, we're going we're gonna to be, be hard and rude and ignorant about them because we are literally ignorant of their lifestyle. We don't understand, so it's easier to, to find fault or complain. So I, I look at that and I, I understand that also in the disabled community because I have run into situations where I, I feel like someone who doesn't even know me dislikes me. And again, as a black man, I can say, oh, well, maybe it's because I'm black. Well, sometimes you start doing process of elimination. Sometimes, oh, am I, am I because I'm a big guy? You know, uh, And you come down to the fact that, no, it's my blindness. They're hmm. awkward. They're uncomfortable. So there's, therefore, there's almost a anger based on a fear or a misunderstanding of me and and it's i find it very interesting and when you brought up um you know lgbtq when you Uh bring up other people and and religion you know can i sit here and say oh well maybe people are just mad because they're so frustrated with what how things are going they're blaming god or 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 allah or whoever yeah well you know i think what we've found is that um 
in in many circumstances, the the people targeted are perceived as being the other. You know, you're different from me, and therefore, as you say, I don't understand that, and it can't be good because what I am is good, and what anybody else is that isn't like me can't possibly be good. And therefore, you know, somebody who would commit a crime anyway is going to say it was motivated by my my knowing that this is a bad person and how did i know this was a bad person i was going after well mm-hmm. they're different from me because they are they belong to another community based on that you're just different i don't understand yeah. you and i don't like feeling uncomfortable and and it well, becomes that yeah. person's fault well, you know, it's a little like chickens. You know, chickens will peck the uh, the chicken that has a, a feather yes. sticking up. Right. That feather sticking up says, you know, there's something wrong with this chicken and we better get rid of it. And, you know, is there a Darwinian benefit for chickens? I'm not talking about people here by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, if there's if there's a, a weak member of a, you know, of an, of an animal group, uh, you know, does it benefit the animal group to to lose the the weaker member so that they can all survive more strongly, perhaps it sure doesn't benefit humankind. And and you know that is one of the differences is that you know we can understand, we can perceive things mm-hmm. that that are are not that simplistic. But you know there there seems this this increase in hate crimes is interesting because in general crimes is. You know, as far as crime is concerned, it's not going up that much. Violent crime has gone up uh, since since COVID. And we're not entirely sure the reason for the increase in hate crime. But some people have said, well, you know, the um, the Internet's really part of the problem. Uh, And when we talk about a hate crime through the Internet, we're usually talking about threatening behavior. So, you know, to, to threaten someone is a crime. You know, if I say, you know, I'm, I'm coming after you, it's Monday, it's my day to go and beat people up, um, that, that's, that's a crime. Um, if I say, you know, I, I don't like the group you belong to, I'm, you know, we're, we're going to gather together and go after you, that, even if we don't, in fact, do that, it, threatening to do it is itself a crime. Perceived anonymity, let's try that again, perceived anonymity of online behavior uh, has been touted as being part of the issue. So if if you feel nobody's going to know who you are, you may feel that you you're free to threaten anybody you want. And and that's a big inter- one online. It's a big one online, and also access to internet. You know, more and more people have the ability to get online and, and do whatever they want, not realizing that's um, that, that they may be traced. And in right. fact, there is better enforcement and tracing of threats now. Uh, police forces are, are, you know, more alert to the dangers of threatening behavior. I, you know, you may have seen that the, um, the man who threatened Amanda Todd, um, at, who eventually committed suicide because of his acts, or, or mm. at least related to his acts, has been convicted of a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was anonymous for a really long time, but it was possible to trace down this guy, and um, you know, and have him convicted of an offense which uh, led to the death of a child. Um, you know, there's been a growth in white nationalism. We've seen to the south of us political and racial strife, polarization in numbers of different communities, uh, wars in in the world. You know, it's not like war ever goes away, 
but people now have much faster access to seeing what's going on in other countries um, and deciding who's to blame. War is complicated. Uh, you know, there, there's very little where you can say um, one side has all the faults. Um, it, it is very tempting to say that. Um, but if you're if you have a level of sophistication, you can see there are usually problems on many sides. Not that we should say everybody is equal because they're not. And aggressors certainly should hold the blame for that kind of behavior. But we know that there, there's complexity there. And for many people, complexity is very uncomfortable, as you said, uh, Kelly, you know, making people uncomfortable can sometimes be an unsafe thing to do. So, you know, if somebody sees you dressed in a way that they think, uh, you know, has meaning, um, you know, you you like to wear bright colors and everybody else likes to wear dark colors, you're going to stick out and somebody's going to say, you know, I don't, I don't like that guy who wears mm-hmm. all those bright colors. I think there's something wrong with him. I think we better make sure he doesn't, you know, feel comfortable coming out and making us feel uncomfortable. You know, so so these are are serious issues. Um, what can we do about it, though? That you know, I mean, if you talk about yeah. hate crime and you look at something like what happened in Rwanda, where people went on. on audio on on radio and and said you know you'd better kill your neighbor before he kills you um and that led to the deaths of close to a million people uh you know that is that's more than a hate crime that that is you know attempted genocide you know wh- what can we do you know in in order to let people know that just because someone doesn't look like you, doesn't worship the way you do, uh, doesn't even hold the same values that you hold, that doesn't make them dangerous or worthy of hatred. Because it's it, a, a big collision, I find, with um, freedom of expression, right, Danielle? Like the... Absolutely. Yeah, like the I can say whatever I want to say or do whatever I want to do because this is my opinion versus you saying... And doing things that is, uh, first of all, a crime, like you said, hate crime is on top of an existing what is considered a crime already. Yeah. Um, and and then it's the the concept of like all these people, um, you know, continuing to hate on certain communities or certain types of people. Uh, and it, it like I, I think of it as um bigger than just one person's freedom of expression because you're adding on it's piling up so that's why i'm i'm curious about the what can you do especially as a as a victim of hate crime if you consider yourself to be yeah well i think that if you're a victim of crime of any sort reporting it is is a good idea now whether something actually happens because you've reported it uh, I can't tell you that that will definitely happen, but it will create a paper trail. And so when you get these police reported hate crimes, it's because they've been reported to the police and it makes people alert to the fact that we have a problem. Um, you know, if, for example, people with disabilities are very reticent to report, you know, criminal acts against them, we don't have enough statistics to tell us, you know, how, what percentage of people living with disabilities 
are subject to criminal activity. I think it would be very helpful to know that. So, you know, reporting and, of course, education. Mm -hmm. We have to start really early. We have to start with children understanding that kids who are different from them, adults who are different from them, are not worthy of hatred. They're worthy of exploration and understanding. It's amazing how many people in our society have just, well, that person's just a jerk. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that a show like this is a good place to start, Kelly and Ramya. We're going to start people thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially the, the, I think what the circumstances, just going back to the beginning of your conversation, what uh, is a hate crime? You know, how do you know, right? And how do you just go past the point of brushing it off because you know that this is a big deal? Danielle, thank you so much. This is really incredibly insightful. Thank you. And we'll talk next week. Yes, we will. Danielle McLaughlin joining us on Know Your Rights. And that's every Monday. Uh, Today, we were discussing hate crimes. And we'll step aside for a couple of moments, folks. It is Kelly and Company, but we have come to the end of our day. Tell you a little bit about what's coming up tomorrow on Now with Dave Brown and take a sneak peek at our show and discuss. We'll be right back. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.